You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Is my life insurance enough for my family? On this episode of Shauna Shares Community Q&A. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here 
as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shauna Shares, where I tackle all your listener questions. And I just have to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely love you. Whoever you are, whoever you are listening right now, you have sent in so many amazing questions in the last few months. So I just really want to encourage you to keep them coming. I, I try to vary the Shauna Shares episodes, so it's a little mix of everything. But oh my gosh, you guys just have such deep, awesome questions that makes me just really inspired by you and really proud of you for taking this initiative with your money because ultimately it is hopefully helping you step into, I don't know, like another echelon of of your life, of your financial journey. And all of that just makes me really giddy if I can just be brutally honest with you. So if you have a question, I just want you to head to the show notes. There's a link right there where you can Put in your question. It can be as short or as long. You can share a success story with me. Maybe something amazing has happened to you in your financial journey from listening to the show and you would just love to encourage everybody else listening. I want to hear all of that. I also would love it if you are listening to this episode, you have a question and maybe you would love to do an episode recording with me where we answer your question you and me together on a on an episode on a recording. So if you're open for that, let me know as well because I know it can be really scary to talk about money and to kind of put yourself out there. But I think over the last 7 years what these questions have shown is that most of us all have the same questions. We just really feel isolated when it comes to money. And so it's super easy to feel stressed out and worried about asking a question because you might think that it's a dumb question, which it isn't. You might think that it's an irrelevant question, which it isn't. And you also might just be embarrassed that you don't know the answer, which I just want you to know that that's absolutely not true. (laughs) Money is complex. It's confusing. It's overwhelming. And so it's very easy to feel isolated when it comes to your questions. So that's just my way of hopefully encouraging you to ask a question. Look, if you want to stay anonymous, that is totally fine as well. More than happy to not even say your first name, just to mention your question and kind of run through your question. Uh, So I I really want to... I guess really put an exclamation on this point that there are no dumb questions here. Instead, I want you to think of this show as the resource for all your burning money questions. So in this episode, we have a question from Erica. Erica says, hi, Shauna. First off, I love your podcast. Thank you so much, Erica. That means a lot. Your podcast has helped me so much. I learn something new every time I tune in. My question is this. I'm 31 years old with a two-year-old son, which I'm the sole provider for. When he was born, I bought a term life insurance policy for 20 or 25 years for 10 times my salary. I thought I was thoroughly covering all my financial advice I got that says that that's what you should get to make sure your child is taken care of when you're gone. Two weeks ago, my uncle passed away unexpectedly, 
and I've been insisting in the planning for his funeral. My question is this, if you have term life insurance and you live past that, then essentially you're no longer covered and now you need some other type of burial policy. What type of insurance or burial policy would you recommend? Should I get that in place now because I'm young with no major health issues? Or can I wait until the policy I have now expires? I want to not only be sure my son is covered if something happened to me during his childhood, but also that I'm not a burden to him in my adulthood. Thank you for your advice and all that you do. Erica, my friend, first, again, thank you for the podcast, love. I'm so glad that you're learning new things. That's always my goal. If you can take away just one thing from each episode, I think that's a fantastic win. But more than that, I want you to use each episode to help guide you in your own path or learn how to use your money to create the life you want to live. So I'm going to give you some food for thought. As always, I want you to take what works for you and feel free to leave the rest. That's, I think, the relationship I want everyone listening to have with me. I want you to take what works for you and leave the rest because after all, this is your life and I'm just here in... I don't know, 800 plus episodes that we're in now to give you lots of ideas and lots of thoughts and lots of different perspectives and lots of voices. And you pick, just cherry pick what feels good to you right now. That's what I love about personal finance. It's about you and not about me. So I want you to have full permission to go on and make this personal. So let's get a little bit of kind of a layout here around life insurance. I'm glad you asked this question because protecting your money is as important as growing your money. It's just not as sexy. So it's something that I'm sure if you're listening now, you're like, I really want to put on pause and do everything else that I want to do, but I kind of think this is important. So you're probably in this mind wrestling place where you're just not sure what to do. And I get it. (laughs) I've been there myself many times, but I, I would just encourage you to Just keep listening a little bit longer, especially if this topic uh, piqued your interest. Uh, So again, I know this is probably not your favorite topic to listen to for a whole 30 plus minutes, but I can share so many stories with you of people of all ages who did not have life insurance in place. And as a result, their family or their partner or their spouse or their children, they were left just trying to figure things out, how they could make money work without this death benefit that life insurance provides. And that's a scary place to be in because if something happens to you or something happens to one of your loved ones, the last thing you want to do is to have to worry about money. That's the thing that stresses all out even on a very good day. And I also don't want for you or your spouse or your partner or your family member, whoever it is, to have to dramatically change their lives. That's the whole point of life insurance. I I think we were typically sold life insurance so that you would get this big chunk of money that then you would be able to pay off your, your mortgage or your student loans or your car payment, whatever it is. And sure, that's always going to be an option available to you, but the keyword is option. So you have options when you have a life insurance death benefit. You can use the money in a variety of ways. So I don't want to spook you at all, but just being your 
kind of your big sister, if, if I can, for a minute here, and reminding you just not to overlook the protection side of money. I, I know the arguments. Well, I'm paying for something that is not going to benefit me. It's going to benefit other people. So why should I be doing that? Why should I care about what happens to me when I'm gone? Does it, is it even relevant? I mean, there are so many other things I would rather do with my money. And I hear you. I hear you very loud and clear on that. However, I just want to reframe this. Again, it can be a great way to provide a replacement income for whoever is the beneficiary. So for example, in my family, let's say my husband, Jeff, and I have life insurance. We're each other's beneficiaries. If something was to happen to me and I was to pass away, he would have a pot of money that he could use to replace my income and vice versa. So what that means is he wouldn't have to sell anything or move out of our house or downsize because he didn't have my income, especially in a dual income situation. It becomes, well, I, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to scratch that off the record. In any situation, it becomes vitally important to replace the income that was present when that person was alive. So again, in a time of tragedy, this can be just a huge, huge plus. And I've done a few episodes over the last couple of years all about life insurance. So I'll link those in the show notes. If you're up for some additional listening, you want to learn a little bit more about life insurance before you decide to make a purchase. But let me just run down some essential piece of information to kind of think about before I circle back to your question, Erica. So Erica, in her example, she said she purchased 10 times her income, her salary, which is amazing. You can purchase life insurance typically up to 8 to 10 times your salary. Most people are going to purchase term insurance like Erica did. And term insurance, just think of it like you're renting life insurance. You're renting it for a specific period of time. Typically, it's 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years. But every company is a little bit different, and some of them have a different variety of options available to you. So how it works, let's say I have a 20-year term policy, is I'm paying my premium every month or every year or every quarter, however you select you want to pay your, your premium payment. If nothing happens to me during that 20 years, then essentially I've paid for life insurance, and obviously the beneficiary hasn't had to use it. I'll get back to what happens then, Erica, in just a second. You can also get permanent life insurance, which is just as it sounds. It's meant to last for your lifetime. Now, of course, it's going to be more expensive because it is permanent. And there are lots of different reasons why somebody might have permanent life insurance. If you check out some of the episodes that I'm going to link in the show notes, you'll be able to go a little bit more in depth into those differences. But for most of us, term is going to be our choice because it's cheapest when we're young and we're healthy. When we haven't had anything or very minor blips in our medical record, term is going to be pretty much what we turn to. Some other important factors are going to be our age and again, any health issues that we have had. So what happens in underwriting is they're going to pull your medical records. So even if you don't state something on the application, like maybe you just selectively left off something that was kind of an important piece of information about your health background, 
it's probably going to come up in your medical records and it's going to be really difficult for you to say that that didn't happen. (laughs) I've had this happen many, many times when people thought, oh, I could just selectively leave something off the application that was probably pretty big and nobody's going to find out. Well, let me just tell you, they do find out. A lot of people who are maybe smokers decide that they want to leave that off the application because obviously smoking is going to mean that you're going to have higher premiums because if we just looked at the risk factors of somebody who is smoking, there is a lot more risk inherent for someone who is a smoker. So sometimes people will just leave that off the application. However, usually that comes up somewhere in your medical records, right? So my best piece of advice to you is just Try to do everything on the up and up. If you forget something, like you legitimately forgot some medical something or some surgery that happened, you know, 10, 12 plus years ago, it's certainly not the end of the world. But just do your best to be as honest as humanly possible. They're also going to look at your salary. How much do you make? Because that's an important factor to figure out how much life insurance can you purchase. So back to what happens to the term insurance when that term is up. You've got a couple of options. One is obviously the life insurance expires. So you can purchase a new policy at whatever age you are then. The risk of that, of course, is that you're older, so it's going to be more expensive. But also you might have had some sort of health issue, and that might also make it more expensive. But you could anywhere in that 20 years, let's say you get to 10 years in and you decide, okay, I think I want to get a new 20-year term policy right now that will carry me until retirement, let's say. You can apply for a new policy and then when you get approved, you can cancel your old policy. So suddenly now you have a new 20-year policy. You can totally do that. So you don't have to wait until that whole 20 years or whatever the period is. You don't have to wait until that is expired. That is a good option. Another thing is that a lot of policies offer something called convertibility. So what that says, and you need to look at the language in your policy or call the insurance carrier and make sure that you really understand this. But what that means is, is if let's say I had that 20 year term policy and let's say at year 15, something medically happened to me And I know I want to keep this policy. I don't want to let this policy expire because I know I'm not going to be able to get a new one. I could convert that policy into a permanent policy. Yes, I'm going to end up having to pay more money, but I'm not going to have that health issue be an issue for me converting. So those are just a couple of things to kind of keep in mind. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless. 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So Erica, it sounds like you should be covered with the life insurance you have unless your income has gone up. And while you can't raise your death benefit, you can get another policy for a higher amount or you can add on a policy for the difference. So life insurance companies, they're never going to just willingly say, oh yeah, we'll we'll increase your, your policy, whatever your policy is. Absolutely no. They're not willing to take on more risk unless you go back through underwriting, you go back through the medical evaluation, all of that. They will, however, step off the risk. So let's say I have a $500,000 death benefit policy, but I decide going forward, I really only want $300,000. So they will happily reduce your life insurance policy and of course reduce the amount of money you're paying for that policy, but they're not gonna step it up from 500,000 to 800,000. Just isn't gonna happen. So let's say that, another example, let's say you have a $500,000 life insurance policy, but you would like to have a $750,000 policy. Again, you can either buy a new policy for that full $750,000 or you could buy a new policy just for that additional $250,000 amount. So you do have a couple of options available to you and it really just comes down to price. So I would say look at all of the different options available and then kind of decide what makes most sense to you. Now, back to your question, Erica, about burial policies. 
There are also burial insurance policies specifically that cover the costs of funeral costs and a lot of end of life expenses. However, most of these policies are only available for people ages 50 to 80. And from my research, there are only a handful of companies that really offer burial insurance. Some of the companies I found were AARP, State Farm, and Mutual of Omaha. There are, of course, a few other bigger, well-known companies out there that are included in this lot, but there isn't 50 to 100 companies to choose from. This is kind of a select coverage available. And also, coverage amounts are usually capped either around $10,000 or $25,000, depending on the company. So I personally don't have any experience with burial insurance, and I honestly haven't known anyone in 12 years when I worked one-on-one with clients that had one as well. Now, that's not to say it's not a worthy expense, just most people use life insurance for this purpose. They're looking to make sure they have enough life insurance and that it's going to last as long as you want it to last. But just, again, food for thought. Another tip I would say would be to consult with an estate planning attorney to set up a trust. You could then name the trust as your life insurance beneficiary. So this is always a good idea when you have a minor as the beneficiary, uh, because to understand what would happen to the money um, is that they would basically not be able to fully access it till they're 18. Typically, you would need like an adult to administer the assets until they're 18. That could just get really messy if it's not set up properly. You certainly don't want, or I would say you certainly do want, you do want to have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen to that money after you pass away. And when you name a minor as a beneficiary, you don't have as much control. So sometimes what you think is going to happen isn't always what ends up happening. Now, trusts do cost money, and I totally understand if that isn't always in the budget. There are some pros when we're talking about trust. I would say the con is obviously the expense to set one up. Pros are privacy because your assets are in a trust. They're not going to go through probate. Remember, probate is this long, exhausting process that happens with whatever state you pass away in. And it's public. Everything is public record. So when you have a trust set up, you're able to keep everything private, which I kind of think is a good thing. I don't I don't really want everyone probing through my information. And I don't want everything just hung up in a court process for sometimes a very long amount of time. Probate can take several months, so trusts can avoid this probate process and get the money to your heirs a lot faster, which is important, especially if people need the cash. And the last thing is just control. Again, you can specify the terms of the trust. You can determine who gets the money, when they get the money, how much money they get. So it just puts you more in a place of control, which I don't know. I'm kind of a type A control freak, so (laughs) self-admitted control freak. But I would think that maybe you might feel the same way if you have worked your whole entire life and you've made sure that you set things up and you've you've set up your beneficiaries, you've got your life insurance in place and all that good stuff. You just want to know peace of mind when you go to sleep, when you put your head down on the pillow, especially if you have children, that things are going to be okay. 
There are more and more online companies that you can use to set up a trust as well. It's probably going to run you somewhere between $1,500 to $3,000, depending on a lot of factors. So some of the factors are where you live. Some of the factors are how complicated the trust is, like how many assets are we talking about? (sighs) Uh, There's so many different factors, but I think the really cool thing is that finance has come along so much in the last few years that whether it's a bank account, a will, a trust, whatever you, life insurance, disability insurance, pet insurance, burial insurance, like whatever we're talking about here, there are so many different online options where you can get this coverage easily, effectively. You can shop the market right from your phone or your computer And this just didn't really exist. I mean, I would say the last five to 10 years have been really transformational. That's what makes me super excited because it means that all of this is hopefully just going to become a lot more accessible. And through asking questions like you have, Erica, which is obviously not a sexy, fun, exciting, how do I grow my money question, but it is a legitimate I'm a single mom, I have this young son, and I just want to make sure that I can sleep at night and make sure that he's taken care of. That's a very worthy question as well. So to know that you have lots of options available at your finger at your fingertips, honestly, is really important. So if I was you, Erica, I would think about either going through your your term insurance policy, kind of seeing where things are when you're getting a little bit closer, maybe halfway in through that policy, thinking about, should I add on a supplemental policy? Should I maybe look at permanent insurance? What might make more sense? Maybe in the next few years, maybe something like burial insurance is going to become more mainstream. I think it just really hasn't up until this point because most people are going to use life insurance again to cover those end-of-life costs. But everything is up to you. Again, this kind of circles back to this idea of things being personal. So you can figure out what makes most sense for you and for your son. And the cool thing is, is that you don't have to have it all figured out right at the second. I would say probably the most important things for you to think about right now is those beneficiary designations. So who is the beneficiary? Who are you leaving the money to? Are you leaving the money to your son? If you're doing it that way, I would make sure that you're securing all the extra steps. Who is going to be the adult that's going to administer that money? Should you maybe spend extra money looking at a trust to see if that makes more sense? Do you have proper guardians in place in a will for your son as well? Now, I'm imagining the answer is yes, because if you're asking this question, you've already got the life insurance, you seem like you've got your stuff together, but just a couple of extra things to kind of think about. And once you get them in place, once you set up a will or a trust or even life insurance, it's just then about like, let me set myself a little reminder, maybe every five years, a couple of years, or when something dramatically changes in my life. And then I can make a tweak to this, but I don't have to like, it's not something that I'm going to have to worry about with my money on a day-to-day or monthly basis. There's enough stuff that you have on the checklist. 
every month to kind of like follow up on your money. You don't need this to be a part of that, but you want to just make sure that you get it set up. And then once you've got it set up, you, you go, okay, I did it. I did that process, no matter what that process was like. And now I can kind of check that off the mental box and I can feel a little bit better about it. So thank you again, Erica, for such a wise, wise question. I had fun digging a little bit into burial insurance myself. And I asked around about 20 different people that I know that I thought might have something like that. You know, have they looked at it? What did they think about burial insurance? And all of them said, I don't really know anybody who has burial insurance. So again, not to say that it's not a good thing to have in place. Um, My hope is maybe something like that gets a little bit more sexy over the next couple of years. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Again, if you have a question, any question that you have for one of these Shauna Shares episodes, You can head right to the show notes. There is a link there. You can fill in your question or you can share your success story. Maybe something amazing has happened to you. You could always tell me that you want to stay anonymous. 
And if you would love to actually hop on one-on-one on a recording with me, that would be so much fun. And I think everybody listening would get so much out of that. So you can feel free to let me know that, that as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I'm going to ask two favors of you. One, I'm going to ask that you share this episode with a friend or family member you think probably needs to hear this message, even if they think, I don't know if I want to listen to 28 minutes (laughs) of somebody talking about life insurance. Just tell them like, come on, it'll be good for you. The second favor I'm going to ask is if you can head over to whatever podcast player you're listening to this in right now and leave a review for the show. All the reviews help us continue to make the best show possible and help us to continue to get amazing guests on the show. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode sponsors. I'm also going to put a couple links of previous life insurance podcast episodes if you're so inclined and you just want to dig in a little bit deeper. Otherwise, I will see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review. And make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.